Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by CEO and founder of Fordy's Clothing, Alex Nemo Hans. And Alex and I are going to be talking all about what it takes to build a brand from scratch. Alex is going to be sharing his story of how he created Foolies, the fundamentals to starting a brand, how you can fit it around your nine to five if you're wanting to start now, some tips on growing your audience. And also I'll be asking Alex what he learned most along the way, as well as some other practical tips for you to use. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Alex, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Thanks for joining me on an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Nice, nice. I appreciate you having me on. You're very welcome. Very welcome. I've been a, a big fan of yours, um, obviously, since reading Gary Vee's book, Crushing It, and your, your feature in there. For those that aren't too familiar with your story, it'd be great perhaps to start off with giving a bit of an overview as as to who you are and, um, and your brand, really. Okay. Uh, so for the... The millions of people who have never heard of me. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Alex. Uh, friends call me Nemo. And uh, I'm uh, by way of Miami, Florida. That's where I grew up. <clears throat> um, you know, fast forward in through time. Um, I'm a late 80s baby, but fast forward in through time to about uh, maybe 2010, 11. Uh, I was rapping and doing music at the time at the University of Florida. Uh, me and a good friend of mine, a brother of another mother and skin color, uh, decided to create a brand called Foolies. And Foolies are, are individuals who are so driven to live out their goals and dreams that they're called fools because of it. So it was just a, a really cool way to get people wrapped around the music. Uh, but soon enough, the brand evolved and the company evolved and the t-shirt aspect of things evolved. And we just started to grow into doing a lot more cooler stuff with empowering people to live out their goals and dreams, uh, which has been such a phenomenal ride. And, you know, we've been featured in uh, own, uh, own network. Uh, we've been featured on Essence and, you know, just got the recent feature uh, back in January with Gary Vee and his crushing a book. So we've done a lot of cool stuff, but, you know, that's, that's my yesterday, you know, I'm hoping to even do greater things going forward. So that's kind of a, a quick uh, run through of kind of my world. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when, when I start, started following you from reading that book and also your brand, and when we spoke about it, I felt, you know, a great thing to, to discuss today and what I think a lot of value can be gained from particularly for listeners and people um, tuning into this is around that that brand and that story behind that and you know talking about your yesterday on that on that topic I think it'd be great to perhaps start around there of you know taking it way back to when you started Foolies once you once you had the idea was some of the fundamentals what was it that you you went through or what do you think people need to be doing or thinking uh, for those fundamentals to when they start wanting to build a brand of theirs gotcha um, <clears throat> I think, uh, if you're starting a brand, uh, you know, especially in 2018, you know, granted there's a lot of books you can read and uh, all these websites you can visit and you can kind of, you know, reverse engineer or look at anyone's process and kind of rewire it. But I think, you know, for anyone thinking about getting into just building something, I think just being naive and kind of assuming like I can do it and minds will be the best. and I'll figure it out. That's a really cool place to start from because had I known a lot, 
I'm not sure I would have went after it. You know, I think I would have known so much that I would have might have uh, scared myself out of even chasing the dream or going after the dream or going after the brand. You know, just because like, oh, well, I, I can read studies and I can learn that, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. You know, every one in six people won't survive as a T-shirt owner. Like, not that I'm quoting real stats, but, you know, maybe if I would have done too much research, I might have actually sabotaged myself and maybe even talked mm. myself out of it. So I think, you know, as you're building something, you know, powerful and amazing, I think there's beauty that comes from just starting off really raw and naive and thinking that, you know, you can do it. And it, it might seem very basic, but I think once you get started, then I think you can refine. You know, I, I think you need to realize that like something sucks first or you need to realize that like, huh, that's not a smart move or nobody's buying or you need to see like, even it's like a boxer, you know what I'm saying? Like you put, you know, a young boxer, you wouldn't put him in the ring with the best that, he, that ever came onto the mat, his first match. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. give him an easy match, you know what I'm saying? You give him an easy match so you can probably box him up a little bit. Maybe he'll win, but if he loses, he doesn't feel that bad, you know, because we need to build his confidence. So, you know, that's kind of like, hey, start off selling to your friends and family where it's like, cool, the people who love you might as well support you or, you know, they may buy a couple of things, even if they feel like somewhat pity for you. But at least you can kind of get that confidence off before you start going to, you know, a bigger platform, a bigger space, a bigger, you know, playground. And so I think just if you're starting, you know, I think being naive helps. Um, now, obviously, keep the naiveness but then you have the special ability to look at other shirt companies, to look at other businesses, to look at other concepts and really see, you know, what are you trying to do? You know, so for Foolies, we wanted to impact people to live out their goals and dreams. Well, how will we do that? Well, my vehicle at the time was music. Uh, the music led to the apparel. The apparel is essentially a visual banner, a representation that anyone who sees this shirt <coughs> will say, you know what? I want to do it too. And so anyone trying to build something, you can't build it with you in mind per se. So for me, when we tried to just put the word foolies on a shirt, it got confusing because people were like, I don't know what that is. Are you calling me a fool? Mm. say. So what we did was we put foolies on the back of the shirt because when we put foolies on the front, it wasn't quite working. We put foolies on the back we put an inspirational quote that we felt we lived by as a company on the front. We did that and we made the church more self-centered to the user. And that started to make people say, hey, I want that. So, you know, some of our first quotes were saying things like, uh, you can't defeat me, you know, dream without limits, faith over fear, nothing can stop me. And so that was kind of the, the heart of just us getting the brand out there. Of course, I had a shirt that said Foolies, but... I always had to explain what a foolies was or what a foolie is. And it's just, you know, it becomes almost like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. So I don't recognize that just yet. You know, you're not at Nike or Adidas just yet where people just know you from afar. So like I said, let me focus on, you know, getting the audience to act first. And I mean, even when you think about Nike, Nike gave you the slogan, just do it or be like Mike, or they gave you some type of belief to wrap around. They didn't just put a check on a shirt and said, hey, we're going to sell this and it's going to make us millions or billions. 
and said, well, hey, what are we doing here? What's the identity? Who do we want this to be on the backs of? Like, if I could think about my brand 10, 20 years from now, who would wear it? And you can't just say anybody. You can't just be like, oh, well, uh, Messi would wear it. Or you can't just be like, oh, well, Obama would wear it. Or you can't just say, well, I think, you know, I don't know, like Britney Spears are where that's not how this works. You know, it has to be somebody that truly aligns, you know, with the vision, you know, of your company. So, you know, maybe for me, my thought process could have been, you know, maybe Steve Jobs will wear a shirt that says dream without limits, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey will wear a shirt that says dream without limits, because <clears throat> these are the things that they're almost proclaiming and preaching <clears throat> to their audiences so these are just things that, you know, long-winded answer, but these are things that, you know, people need to be thinking about as they build, you know, something cool and, and something raw and then something that's their baby. Because, of course, like, you might have a brilliant idea and it really serves you and it's your idea. So you don't want to change it because it's mine, my minds. And then when somebody doesn't buy or support, you're pissed. I can't mm-hmm. believe Nobody cares and no one wants to support me and everyone's supporting all these famous people, but nobody supports a little guy at the bottom. And that's not true. You know, a lot of those artists that you love, you know, if you want to think about a Beyonce, you know, nobody valued uh, Beyonce when she was auditioning for a show called Talent Search, you know, back in the 90s. And, you know, she had a small group, no buzz, no fame, no anything. You know, now you love Beyonce after you know, a decade of her being in Destiny's Child and putting out, you know, hundreds of hits and performing and selling out, you know, events and shows. And, you know, you wouldn't want to be her back in the 90s. You know, you're only looking at what you see today. But she's Mm. carved and forged herself into something amazing. And she's done that year after year after year. And she did it when her fans were, you know, just her parents. And now she's continuing to do it today. I just watched a uh, uh, Instagram video from another artist named Jill Scott, very big, popular soul, neo soul R&B feel of an artist. Uh, and this woman is amazing. And she went to a, a, a Beyonce show and she, after she went to the show, hopped on Instagram and was like, Beyonce, you owe me nothing. You performed like no one else. You rocked it. You you even brought me in to be a part of your show. Like you did everything right and you deserve all the money that you're getting right now in your career and your craft because you leave it all on the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of people don't think about, you know, those things, leaving it all on the stage, putting the customer first, being there for the people, you know, before anyone caters to you per se. And when you kind of switch that serving mindset that, you know, less self-serving and more kind of serving the audience and the people in front of you, then you start to understand what you're trying to do with your brand. Or you start to realize that you're only in it for yourself and you might need to put the brand down and just do real estate, do something that's a little bit more self-serving, you know, and not to say that a real estate agent is a bad person, but that's a a car salesman. It's a one-to-one, a house. It's a one-to-one is like, yeah, a house can be impactful. A car can be impactful too. But, you know, if you're just trying to make money, then those are probably a little bit more proclaimed to be money-making things versus, you know, starting a t-shirt company, building an app, Mm -hmm. you know, those things can take long lengths of time. You can get your real estate license in a couple months and you could start selling houses as soon as possible. So I can say long winded answer, but I just want to give, you know, your audience, you know, something thorough versus just kind of giving them a 
a slap and saying, Hey, well, this is how you do it. Cause it's, it's not that it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, there's a few things, um, you know, you touched on there that, that really resonated with me, particularly at the start. And I think, you know, particularly in this day and age, people can overthink things very quickly because there is so much information and so many other ways that they can see how people are doing it. And that, as you said, can be a bit of a challenge. And it's almost like taking yourself back to your childlike mind state where when you're a kid, you're like, I want to be this when I grow up or when I want to do that, I want to be you know, an astronaut. Because when you're a kid, you don't have those limitations in your head. You don't overthink that kind of thing. You're just like, this is what I want to do. And it's almost like taking that forward to, you know, when you do want to start a brand or a business or whatever it is, is having that clear purpose of, first of all, why, why do you want to do that? And as long right. as you have that and that passion and that understanding and, and almost that problem of what you were solving, and then that childlike mentality to be like, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to get involved in it because I believe in it. I have enough passion for it and I know it's going to be hard work and that's going to see me through it. Right. And, and then on top of that as well, I think, you know, as you've mentioned that it's getting clear with also being mindful of itself serving, or is it something that your audience is going to want is that success in this day and age doesn't necessarily discriminate as much as it used to in that you might think, Oh, my product, my service is amazing. Why is no one buying it? Why is it my Instagram like this? Why isn't my Facebook or podcast or whatever? It's because it's, it's not there yet. It's, it's being patient with it and realizing that, just because you see other people blowing up overnight and all of these things that you see on Instagram, as you said, it's, it's, it's the Beyonce example of seeing her now, but you didn't see the 20 years that she went through of what she did, or even from an early age of how she got to where she is. Everyone's just looking at the, the outcome these days about looking at the process before it. Exactly. So for those people, you know, wanting to start a brand or building a brand at the moment. And of course, more and more now with this day and age of technology and social media being able to do it as a bit more of a side thing and it not being a complete focus what what advice would you give to someone who say for example does work their usual nine to five and either isn't happy in that or thinks do you know what i want to start building something outside of this i want to be able to create my own future no heavy question (laughs) (laughs) um for me, you know, because I've, I've worked for myself full time and I had to sleep on couches and kind of bum it with, you know, buddies and pals and, and homeboys and random people at times. And, um, you know, being a college grad and having, you know, student loans in place, you know, after those student loans go back into like, hey, we're, we're, we need to charge you. You know, I had to get back into working full time. So when I wasn't working full time and working just a business full time, I, I noticed for me that I really only had one stream of revenue, you know, helping the business. And so money came in and money came out. But the issue for me was a lot more money was coming out because bills come up, life comes up, um, things come up. And so it's very tough to, you know, run a business if you haven't put away money to the side or you know you haven't you know maybe came up on a you know really cool pitch competition where you 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 got your meal or you got your you know first round you know kind of funds and you know even still that doesn't mean you you have made it so you know for me now that I'm back working full time which you know one 
I have a, a, a really amazing opportunity to, you know, be in an environment where dreams and goals are still at the forefront of where I work. And so, you know, I work at a university. And so being around college students all day, that's all they think about is following their dreams. So it still keeps me lifted, it still keeps me inspired. Now, for me, I have to make sure I'm doing work before I get to work. I have to be doing work after I get to work, after I get off work. And then I got to take, you know, hold of my weekends. And so if you have time, you know, even if you just have an hour, you know, I tell most of my audience members, put in a solid 20 minutes, you know, turn the TV off, you know, focus a quick second and really get lasered in on a solid 20 minutes, like film that video, you know, film, film that, that record that podcast, just get it out of the way and do it now. You know, a lot of times what happens is we start to overwhelm ourselves, overthink and all this other stuff. And it's like, just do it now. Like mm. just wash the dishes now, you know, just, just clean that, just, just spread your bed right now because it's discipline. And I want anyone who's listening, you know, to realize like, like you don't always have to, to, to like the dream to want to make an impact, you know, and I don't know if that's clear, but like, I never grew up and, and said, I, I want to be a t-shirt salesman. Like I never had that dream, you know, only goal and dream has always been to impact people, to inspire them, to push them, to motivate them, to get them to, to, to remind them who who, of, of their kid self, like you mentioned of that kid in them. That's why I call myself Nemo, you know, cause that initially that name in itself connects to a kid and in, in that person listening, Pixar is a, is a company wrapped around goals and dreams and the art of dreaming and the idea behind it are in every one of their movies. And so, you know, for anyone listening, like, like I didn't I didn't want to sell T-shirts. I didn't ask for this. You know, I think God said, hey, look, you want to make a greater impact? Like, I know you're trying to do this rapping thing. And who knows? Maybe I'll get back to it. But like, I got something else for you. And it's this idea that I'm going to throw at you and you're going to use that. And so now I'm using this clothing company to shake up the masses. I'm, 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 I'm using it to impact people. I'm seeing people say, Hey, Alex, I'm, I'm starting that, that blog. I'm starting my podcast. I applied to, to go to that school that I've been putting off for, for months on end. Like, you know, I'm not in love with t-shirts. I don't, I'm not a fashion guy. I don't have any background in, in fashion and, and I'm not, I didn't go to a school where I studied threads and fabrics and garments and like I study museums and I wear a throw over my, my, my outfits and, you know, my pants are skinny. Like I don't, I'm not an artist. I'm not a fashion guy. Like I don't even know how to dress myself most time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I just, I'm in love with inspiring people to live out their goals and dreams. And sometimes we just have to focus on that. Like, it's not going to be sexy. You know, somebody wants to do that through acting. You know, maybe you don't get to do that through acting. You know, maybe you have to do it through another vehicle. Doesn't mean it can't lead you to act, mm. but maybe you have to do it in a different way. You know, so, you know, with even my full-time job, you know, I am a tour guide at a university and every single day I get to speak in front of people and I get to tell them about what's possible for their goals and dreams so that they can possibly go after it. And when I get those moments to sit down and talk with, with kids that I'm meeting 
who who want to do such ambitious things, I get to push them. I get to inspire them. Same thing with the T-shirts. Like with these T-shirts, like I get to have conversations with strangers. I get to have conversations with friends. I get to sit down with with CEOs, with leaders. You know, I get to talk to all these people when I wear these shirts about dreaming big or changing the world. Or now a lot of our content, you know, is really focused and lasered in on women of color. So I get to sit down and talk to so many amazing women of color who have these dreams, who have these goals, who have these amazing ambitions. And now I get to remind them of their greatness. I get to remind them that they got this. I get to remind them that they got to work hard, that they got to keep pushing. And if I can provide some gems, I will. But I created Foolies to be a vehicle to get me to the greater cause and mission, which is to impact people. Yeah, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to love selling T-shirts, but I love what it's doing for the people around me. I love that moms are buying shirts for little girls and thinking that, wow, because of these inspiring women I put on my T-shirts, you know, now my daughter may be like these women. Or I have people that saying, like, I want my name on your T-shirt one day. And like, hey, man, like, thank you so much. Like one young lady that I follow um, or that follows me, we've been friends since college. You know, she put in her application before applying to film school that she was a foolie and what a foolie was and how foolies, you know, dream big and they, they're foolish for going after it. And she got into that film school and she's now like in the industry, living out her dream, mm. working on on a really cool projects. So shout out to Shaniqua Rivers, you know, doing her thing because, you know, not to say I did it. But I was a, I got to be a part of that, you know, unknowingly, because I didn't know she put I'm a foolie in her, you know, application to apply to school. But how powerful is that? You know, I didn't ask for that, you know, but this is what this is allowing me to do. So I'm not 100 percent sure if I answered your question. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, just thinking about goals, thinking about dreams, you know, we just have to stop being so like emotional and romantic about what it looks like. And if we're still doing it, you know, if you're a janitor and you're like getting to to smile at people every day and maybe on your 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 uh, maybe you, you say one thing to somebody every time they leave your hospital or your school, like, hey, keep your head up. And one day you might say, keep your head up to a future, you know, billionaire. And that's really dope to think about. Like, granted, you know, maybe the fun isn't in being a, a janitor, but the fun sure is telling everybody that you meet, hey, keep your head up, keep your head up, keep your head yeah. up. You know, and that might go way further than you being the rock star, the entertainer, you know, being in bright lights, you know, getting to the next level. So, you know, that's just my thinking, you know, mm -hmm. for anyone listening, I'm not giving you anything that is a law. I'm not giving you anything that's like, this is 100% fact. This is just my unique way to look at things. And so keep that into perspective while you're listening to this episode, that this is just my version of what chasing your dreams, going after your goals, what success looks like. And yours will look different and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But there's power in perspective. So make sure that you're catching the perspective being shared. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you, again, for me, when you were talking about that, and uh, it, particularly the point around finding your vehicle, to your purpose is that as long as you're clear on your purpose of what you want to achieve, then you can be flexible on the vehicle that's going to get you there. 
And I think that right. too many people focus on that vehicle just because they're motivated by the wrong things. They're motivated by wanting to make money. So they'll pick a vehicle because it looks cool when everyone else is doing it. And they won't really have a purpose behind that. And therefore, there's no longevity in that or consistency in it. And quite often over time, they probably won't succeed because they're going after it and they're going after a vehicle without a real purpose behind it. So it's not going to it's not going to see them through to the success and that they okay. could truly be. It's okay for people to, to worry. Like, it's okay to get money. Like, if for anyone yeah. looking like, you know, by no means am I telling you guys be a, a Yoda and a, and, a, and a hut under a bridge and, like, you know, woosa all day and activate your chi. I mean, you might just have to do your dream as a side thing. So maybe during the week you're an accountant and you make six figures. You're in a, you're a lawyer and you, you're, you're at the most like dopest firm on the planet. And like each client pays you a million dollars. That's cool. On the weekends, go paint on the weekends, mm. like draw, like pay for classes to sing. And maybe you want to sing, like if you're doing well, like think about like the money that you've been saving up as you save it for a rainy day. Maybe it's time to invest in those piano lessons. Maybe it's time to, you know, take that yoga course or become a yoga instructor. You know, maybe it's time to, you know, uh, learn how to fly that plane and like, you know, or start skydiving, like tap into talents and, and, and share those moments where those things could be inspiring. So yeah, you're a lawyer by day, but at night, you know, and I remember reading about this. It wasn't a lawyer, it was a, a doctor. This girl, she loved DJing. And so at during her daytime, she's a doctor. You know, she's making good money. At night, she's she's living the dream. She's she she got her some turntables, started spinning records, started practicing, and she gets to DJ all night long. Mm. Cool. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay if your dream isn't a full-time hustle and you are getting interviewed by Huffington Post and you're on the Forbes list. Like, that's okay. Like keep your dope job, keep that job that might be boring, but it's making you good income. And then make sure you find those precious moments to squeeze the dream in. Like you don't have to not dream because you're working full time. Like you can easily dream big, change the world and still clock in from nine to eight, nine to five, nine to seven. Now, obviously, if your job is making you sick and you hate it and, and people are horrible, then obviously make some different choices. But if you're happy at work, then now, and you want to do more, then, hey, maybe it's a mission trip, you know, every couple of months. You know, maybe it's trying to get your company involved in some initiatives to serve the community. Maybe go out to a Boys and Girls Club or something for at-risk youth. And reach out to your company and say, hey, these are some things I'm passionate about. How can we wrap this within the company's endeavors? You know, or maybe your company preaches diversity, but it's all white people there, you know, or all white men there. So like maybe your your dream big moment is to say, hey, let's let's start recruiting, you know, at historically black colleges and universities. Let's start recruiting you know, at those schools that maybe most people overlook. Let's let's start bringing in more women in here. Let's start putting up, you know, uh, uh, opportunities to teach kids how to code and program. Like, you can easily be working full-time and still be inspiring people, still be shaking up the world, and still be doing things that matter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've mentioned it a couple of times there as well. Uh, even if you're, you're doing that and you have a side hustle or just a, a dream on the side of something that, 
you know, isn't always going to necessarily lead to you pursuing it full time is that still in your role, whether you enjoy it or not, and, you know, Mel Robbins talked about this. I watched a video a couple of weeks ago around you can always find things within your job, your full time role at the moment that you're learning and picking up on that you can utilize within your side hustle or, or future career, because whether it's a positive or negative, you're, you're you know, if, if you're not working with the right kind of people or environment, you're learning how to deal with that. And that's going to come up even when you do, for example, pursue your own thing, you're going to have those those situations or if it is a positive, what are you taking away that you can utilize in different ways? And there's always, rather than just people getting into this habit of doing a job, it's thinking, how am I still learning from this? What am I evolving and what am I absorbing that I can utilize in different ways? Great. And and on top of that as well, I think, um, you know, you mentioned the bit around planning your time is is being particularly if you do want to make this more than just a, a side hustle and want to pursue this is thinking for example if i'm working nine to six then i know i need to put a lot of time in on the side if i want to let this grow i can't sit back and go why am i not seeing the results if i'm not putting the input in so as you said it's you know getting up early sometimes it might be sacrificing other things. It depends how much you want it. I mean, as you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's a big believer in this. He's not saying everyone needs to, you know, every time they're not working, be working on their side thing and you can't do anything else. It's how much do you want it? If you really want it, then you're going to have to. But if you don't, that's fine. But don't sort of sit back and complain that you're not progressing the way you want when you're not matching that input to the output that you want. Right. And, you know, it's it's tricky, but you know sometimes like so I, I don't know sometimes like you you might just not get to the dream you know maybe it's it's your goal to just pass the baton on to someone else to to live out their dream I mean I think sometimes we we think that we have to be the singer you know we have to be the CEO maybe it's just you inspiring another kid to be it. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a that's a tough, you know, pathway to cross, but that's also another, you know, look at things too. Like that could be, you know, your goal or your role. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it you might blow at 80. You know, <laughs> these uh your Van Goghs and all these people, you know, they weren't important until after they left the planet. Mm-hmm. And that's not rewarding, you know, like who wants to make it after they die? Like that's trash. But sometimes these things happen, like record sales go up higher when an artist dies. Yeah. You know, not because they weren't great artists. Sometimes you just got to be missed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you mentioned earlier just the example of, um, Say, for example, if you're a janitor and smiling at someone in the in the hallway and you know what they could become, because you never know at the time what impact you can make on someone. You know, it might not always be the most obvious thing, but for example, on this podcast series, I've asked people for a, a number of my guests what stories have stuck in their mind, and they've shared these experiences that have happened to them over their career or when they were young. And at that time, the other person doing that probably had no idea that they were going to create such a big impact on this person. But as a result, it's grown into this thing. So it's thinking every time you have a an interaction with someone in in your role or in your side hustle is is thinking, you know, 
how can I create you never know what the impact's going to be there and then, but you you do know that you can create a positive one out of it if you're if you're mindful of it at the same time. Yeah, that's it. Just we we all just need to be a little bit more deliberate, you know, a little bit more deliberate with how we speak to ourselves, how we speak to, you know, others. We need to be a little bit more deliberate with, you know, our thinking, you know, controlling that, getting a, a toggle on that, making sure that our, our thinking isn't just going down this this deep, dark abyss of I'm not good enough and I'm not this enough and I'm not that mm-hmm. and I'm not this at all. And I'm not sexy. I'm not I don't have muscles. I can't do this. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not like we just have to let a lot of those things go and we just have to have a different kind of internal conversation with ourselves. Once again, this stuff sounds like really frilly, really like, ooh, gee, um, but those people who preach that stuff, if what you're doing isn't working, maybe it's just time to try. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if all that non-fru-fru stuff, like, ah, oh, well, that's not realistic. And blah, blah, blah. like, if it's, if that's not bringing you success, Maybe it's time to try the foo-foo stuff. Maybe it's try, time to start praying. Maybe it's time to start like seeking something higher than yourself. Maybe it's time to start looking into, you know, some other options. And then being, a lot of this is just being patient, man. Like I just posted, you know, a graphic on Instagram a couple, I think yesterday, yeah, yesterday. And you know, I put like, no one sees a hundred hours of editing. No one sees a thousand hours of attending YouTube university, the late nights, early mornings, losing friends, like thousands of dollars spent on the craft, the disappointments, the setbacks, sleeping on couches, sick days, loneliness, tons of self-doubt, working multiple jobs to make ends meet, rejection letters and emails, five to 10 years of being at the bottom, the empty bank account and overdrafts, like, that this isn't for everyone, you know what I'm saying? And, and everybody has to see that. And so you get lost, you know, not realizing like this stuff, it's not just hard work. It's, it's just going to re- require a different kind of mental energy. Alex, in terms of, you know, once you've got an idea of the brand and say, for example, people have started their own side brand or even a full-time brand, what are some suggestions or ways and what worked for you in terms of growing your audience and connecting with that, that customer and that person that you, that you see wanting to invest in your product or your service? Um, you know, uh, going back to the, the, the service, I think, you know, being service oriented is first. Um, so for me, when I first started Foolies, you know, I used to write letters for every customer. Um, I would put all of their um, t-shirts uh, inside of a miniature paint can. And when I would ship it to them, the idea was that when they opened up the can, they opened up their goals and dreams. So, or they released their goals and dreams. And that was kind of one of the things we did when we first started um, was that combo of like, Hey, you know what? Somebody bought a shirt. I'm going to ship it to them. I'm going to write them a letter, put it in this paint can. I'm going to have a really dope package. Granted, that cost me a lot and I lost financially, but I gained so much because people were so touched and so honored, so inspired. You know, other little things I did, like, you know, I would make people quick videos like, hey, you know, thank you so much, you know, for supporting the brand. This is the CEO of Foolies. My name is Alex. Call me Nemo. I'm your friend now. You're my homie. If you need me, you know, cool. And, you know, I would read the letter if I wrote one. I would read the letter that I wrote to them so they can read it alongside the letter. Or I would just kind of give those heartfelt words in that message. And those things kind of took me far. Um 
you know, I, I studied a lot of different content. So Creative Live is a really cool platform that I learned from. Um, I took a really cool class in the Creative Live um, uh, with a guy named, I think, Josh Kaufman. It was like the, the MBA. And I'll look it up really quickly. MBA, Josh Kaufman. And not NBA, like the sport. Oh, it's called the Personal NBA. And I took this class on um, Creative Live. And that helped me out a lot. And, you know, I read and I I studied pretty much anything Seth Godin-esque around marketing and branding, Um, you know, watching hundreds and thousands of hours of content via YouTube, you know, to study brands, to understand marketing. Um, I used to be a a digital marketer uh, at one point. So I would write blogs and content for helping like SEO and traffic. And so that, you know, gave me a good handle on writing. you know, I would definitely tell people to learn how to uh, copyright, you know, and that's an important skill set. Um, I can pull up a book that I've actually recommended to a few other people to read. But in the meantime, I'll look up that book. Um, you know, copywriting is a cool skill set to make sure you learn. Um you know, any of those like HubSpot, social media examiner.com. And, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're even just your more tactical guys like Gary Vee, um, Tom Bilyeu from Impact Theory. You know, I watch a lot of this stuff and success leaves clues. So I take notes. I read documentary or I read, you know, you know, the biography, autobiography. I'm not sure which one means that they're still alive. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I watch documentaries. I love watching Disney films. I love studying Disney and then seeing, OK, well he was a strategist. How did he know to build this empire? You know, so I studied the successful people who make, who've made it. And then I start figuring out how can I make that into my own thing? How can I make that into foodies? How can I make that something that my audience would appreciate? How can I serve them? How can I love on them? And how can I invest in their dreams? So I spend a lot of my time talking to homies about how to go after their goals, giving them website tools, giving them resources, giving them tips, looking at people's brand, helping them re-strategize what they're doing. You know, I don't want them to just buy a shirt from me. You know, I want to invest in them. And of course, I won't be able to do this when the company is a million dollar company that's evaluated at, and I have, you know, thousands and thousands of customers, but I will take that time. And now that I have more impact and more reach and I'm on Good Morning America and I'm on the Ellen Show and all this stuff, hey, if that means I take 10, 15, you know, African-American or Latina, Latino, like entrepreneurs and have them live with me for a month and teach them everything I know about the business, then I'd love to do that. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's keeping that big vision in mind. It's not, you know, wavering. It's, you know, praying is, you know, being hopeful. Like once again, back to mindset, it's surrounding yourself around these people who are making it. It's getting out of your comfort zone, going to networking events, shaking hands, talking to people, get get like, you know, if you're super antisocial and you get drained, cool, make yourself, a, give yourself a two people minimum, you know, but, and, and listening, you know, listen to people when they're talking to you, see if you can, you can give them a, a solution to maybe a problem, you know, ask them, hey, what, com- what problems are your company facing right now? You guys start to talking and you can start having that solution oriented mindset or, Hey, have you guys tried this? Have you guys looked into that? Have you guys thought about this? 
And then all of a sudden, somebody's like, hey, that's it. And now you have more value to that person you've been talking to. Now that person was like, hey, I knew I saw you with a, 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 a pancake mixing company. How can I invest in that? How can I support that? How can I be part of that? Or they may see you doing something amazing later on. Maybe you're running that nonprofit and they remember you gave them that really stellar advice or you just listened. And they're like, hey, that was a kid from 10 years ago. He actually was the only person that ever believed in my dream. Wow, he's trying to do something now and he's not really doing that well. You know what? I got a check I could write to him. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. Mm. So... You know, those, I gave you practical things, website-driven things, and then I kind of gave you more of the, hey, this is what happens when you 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 keep your faith in check and you you keep yourself in line and you you give to others and you serve. So understand that, you know, I'm ba- I'm I, well, I don't know about balance, but I try my best to teether on both sides of, of the of the net. I'm not just on one side being super spiritual and not working hard or you know, working hard and not remembering the spiritual, they have, they have to, you know, intersect, they have to, you know, work together. It's a, it's a spinal cord, you know, it's a, it's a DNA molecule that has to wrap within, you know, I need the, I don't know chemistry, I need the RNAs and the whatever else, like, you know, I need the both sides of the fence to make something important, to make something that matters. So, you know, I think those are just a few things that people can latch on to you know, to help others and to help build themselves up while they're at it. Absolutely. And, you know, there's two things that really resonated there for me when you were talking about that. First of all, listening. I think so many people, and this goes within the world of selling as well, whether you're in a full-time role, but even when you've got your own businesses, people are so quick to want to pitch their own service, their own product, their solution, you know, connecting with someone and wanting to send them a message straight away or even the content you're putting out there. But very few times do people take a step back and actually want to listen to what their audience is saying or actually the messages they're receiving and and the feedback they're getting and actually going out into for example using social media to look at what their audience is saying on a topic that they're talking about at the moment and what their take is on it and if it's you know something that they could feed back into what their audience might want to hear so exactly it's first of all it's listening to people it's not just jumping in and giving people a solution and a, and, a, and a pitch. And that links to the second part you mentioned there around going to networking events or engaging with people. And they might not even be in the same industry as you. They might not have the same product or service, but you know the advice and the experience you can gain from building a business or even in your career transcends industries and markets and products. And, and it, it can happen. And it can happen anywhere. Like at minimum, when you go to, if you go to anywhere, you go to any location, grocery store, Burger King, wherever, smile, say hello, ask people how they're doing. Mm. If the, if you notice they're a college student, you know, or maybe some kind of conversation comes up and it's like, ah, you know, I'm getting ready to go back to school. Oh, what do you study in college? Uh, I'm looking to get into pharmacy school. You might think, oh, snap, I have a buddy who's a pharmacist. Hey, you know, I know you don't know me, but would you be okay if like I grabbed your email and connect you with my good friend? He's a pharmacist. And I know you're trying to get into pharmacy school. Would would you like that? Actually? Yeah. That I've been looking for somebody, you know, just little things like that, yeah. you know, change everything. Now that young lady may talk to your friend, they get into pharmacy school, or at least they just appreciated the conversation and they'll never forget you, you know, just, just, 
be human. You know, me and my buddy Vernon Foster, you know, shout out to Vernon, you know, um, we talk about being human all the time and people just forget that. Like little things like cover the person, like if you're in line at a grocery store, a fast food place, like, you know, a restaurant, like, hey, waiter, come here right quick. You see that that kid over there, that family over there with the you know, whatever, whatever. Could you cover their meal for me? Don't let them know who I am. That's not my goal. I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but just just cover their meal for me. Appreciate it. Like the person behind you in a fast food line, maybe that's more in your budget. Cover that $3.50 sandwich, $3.50 sandwich behind them. Like these little things start to come back and, and bite you in a great way, you know? And so those things might accelerate your brand faster than everything else you're doing. The best advice though I've ever been given is if you want millions of dollars or billions of dollars, you need to be impacting millions and billions of people. And so those are quotes that I live by. So my whole thing is how can I make an impact on a billion people? Jason Silva said that in a, in a, in a, a, a video he does or did, um, impact a billion people. That's the new billionaire. Let's be new billionaires. Let's impact billions of lives. And I love that thinking. And when you start to switch that thinking of like, oh, I'm just in it to inspire. I'm just in it to impact. I'm just, I'm just in it to make sure that the people around me are getting what they need. Everything around you starts shifting. And the reason why people support my brand, a lot of my friends support my brand. A lot of the people that I'm close with support my brand. And the reason why they do um, is because they see who I am. And some people have said like, oh, wow, you're, you're like this in real life. Because people fake all the time as if they're these like loving, care-going people. If you've ever watched The Simpsons, it's kind of like Krusty the Clown, you know, on the show when he's Krusty the Clown. <laughs> and he's inspiring these kids, I guess. But then when he gets off set, he's like, wow, I hate these kids. Uh, and he's smoking. And like, there's just, just a completely different person yeah. And when he's not on there. So if you really want to win, don't even worry about anything else I said on this episode. If you really want to win, be exactly who you are online, offline. Be exactly who you are when you're, the doors are closed or when, or when the door is wide open and everyone can see inside your house. Be the same exact person no matter where you are. Treat the CEO with respect. Treat the janitors with even more respect. If you can, value the janitor because the janitor has all the keys to get into every room you need to get into. And you're overlooking that guy. You're overlooking that lady. Take like at events that I go to, my biggest thing is I make sure I thank the audio engineers because I'm an audio engineer. So I thank all the people behind the scenes. I go up to the audio guys and girls and say, hey, thank you so much for your work. And I make sure I talk to janitors. I make sure I talk to secretaries. I make sure I talk to housekeeping and say thank you. Thank you. We value. I value. Thank you so much. And those things go way further than you making millions of dollars and, you know, flying jets and all that stuff. Like That's great if that's what you want. But there's a lot more that we can be doing. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you use the, the grocery example there of um, meeting someone in a grocery and getting talking and talking about, oh, my brother's a pharmacist. And, you know, if people are listening to this, they might feel that that's a bit strange. But then when you think about it, actually, on social media, that's exactly what people are doing. Now. <laughs> people have become so comfortable. Of, oh, I just go on someone's page. Oh, I'm going to follow them. But why can't you do that in real life? And it's just thinking, look, if I'm doing this online, I can definitely do this offline. <laughs> and offline is going to carry far more of an impact 
and be right. far more memorable than it will be with a click follow or a click like. You're going to gain oh, so yeah. much more from that, that human interaction. Um, oh, yeah. If, if you're a college student listening to this episode, that's what your entire college career needs to be about, connecting your friends. If your homeboy is trying to be a, you know, an art salesman and maybe he wants to get into to working in museums, go to a museum and say, hey, my friend wants to work at a museum one day. What does he need to do to get into here? Because I want to pass him that advice and knowledge. Like, actually do that. Create a group me or a WhatsApp or whatever platform you have that can give you a group chat or Facebook messenger. And you make a pact with a few, five of your friends and you guys say, Hey, whenever we see jobs available, whenever we see things that are aligned in our industries, whenever we see blogs, podcasts, groups, you know, anything that can help us get closer to the dream, let's just make sure that we're sharing that stuff with each other and keeping each other accounted for. Uh, an alignment, let's check in regularly. Those are things that help you get to the next level, but everyone wants to struggle. I, I personally, I'm over struggling. I, I'm trying to win now. So, you know, I'll leave the struggling to other people. I, I got to ask for help. I got to have my groups. I got to have my buddies who are accountable for, uh, with me, keeping me in check. I've had people tell me, hey, Alex, that's a bad idea. Yeah, And people I trust and value, not a stranger, somebody I really value is like, eh, I don't know if you want to do that. And sometimes I got to sit back and see their point and say, you know what? I could have just sabotaged my whole company had I not listened. So, mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Alex, it's been a real pleasure today. You know, thank you so much for, for your stories you've shared and obviously building the brand that you've, you've got to where it is now. And, you know, as you mentioned, you've got so many more ways to go with it and ways to grow with it as well so you know I've, I've really appreciate it i've learned a lot it's helped me think you know already you know i'm two months into my podcast series now and i've got plenty of ideas from you so thank you for that no problem congrats as well thank you and you know for the listeners for people who as i mentioned at the start aren't following you or, or aware of you how can they find you and keep up to date with the journey of foolies and yourself a uh, good question. I can be found at Foolies, that's F-O-O-L-I-E-S, or F-O-O-L-I-E-S, Foolies. Uh, once you get to the Instagram page, that literally will feed you into uh, my podcast, uh, my t-shirts if you want to support, uh, my daily email, which I highly recommend that you sign up for my daily email, because every single day I, I give out, you know, Every day I do motivational, just words of encouragement, that kind of stuff. And every Friday um, I give out resources, tips, blogs I'm reading, uh, websites I'm frequenting, things that are helping me build and grow what I'm doing and sharing that knowledge with the masses. So, you know, Foolish Fridays, if you will. And then I have a YouTube series called Foolish Fridays as well. So, you know, let that at Foolies on Instagram feed you into everything else. And, um, you know, if, if you could do really anything for me, anybody's listening, share the message. I don't care if you, if you don't buy, I don't care if you don't even listen to a single episode of my show, just share it. Cause somebody else needs it. Somebody, all I'm asking, if this brought you any value, if this helped you at all, if this did anything remotely for you, Hey, boy up with a share, tag a friend, you know, tell other people like, yo, I just got some incredible insight and you need to benefit from it as well. So don't go saying like, oh, we loved it. And then like you ain't supporting, you know, so get in, you know, get in line and actually say, hey, look, like I, I don't 
I, I might not even be a, a, a black guy who wants your shirt. You might be a white kid and you're like, oh, I still like what he's doing. You know, there may be some stuff online for you. If there isn't, you, ain't, you got a homie that's a, a person of color, a homie of color. Hey, let me cop this for my homegirl because I know she loved it. Or, hey, you know, change the game up. Buy one for yourself. That's, you know, that says gold dreams and melanin. And when somebody asks about it, you know, you're like, oh, well, this is just me supporting and, you know, maybe strike up a new conversation. Or it might just be time for you to get some friends. My last note, and it just came to me. If your phone book only has people that look like you and that maybe just be in your space or your genre or your field or your industry, you're not doing anything to help promote change. If your phone book is white guy, white guy, white guy, white guy, or for me, if it's black guy, black guy, black guy, black girl, like, I'm not doing anything to help promote change. Yes, my company focuses on people of color. That's not going to change. But as far as if you want to change the game, if you're listening to this and you're at Facebook, and you're at Google and you're preaching diversity and you really want to make a change, look at your phone book and your phone book will give you a reflection of the world you want to live in. Or your Facebook page will give you a reflection of the world you want to live in. And not just like your high school home. It's like, once again, going to those networking events, going to those outside functions that may have nothing to do with you, but you just want to be there just to understand another group, understand another world and feel. Don't say silly things like I don't see color like you see red, blue, green and purple. We see color. These things make us who we are. But make it check yourself, your Facebook page, your social media pages. What are you following? What are you consuming? And if it's all in one flavor and one dimension. It's time to change things up. So that's my side note outside of just, hey, follow me on the ground. Mm. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great side note and ending note to finish on there. So thank you again, Alex. It's It's been a real pleasure. And Hey, for, for helping, you know, one person to figure the dream out a little bit better. So I'm happy you had me on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you've, it, that's, that's me already. So, you know, anybody else is a bonus, I suppose. <laughs> but um, you know thanks again Alex and for the listeners thank you for tuning in for another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast hey turn up hey people thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast if you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts you can find me on Instagram Not Another Sales Guy underscore in each of those words You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing Not Another Sales Podcast. And also, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.